Welcome back to our podcast, where every week we're on a quest to curate the best movie collection. In a time where your favorite movies are constantly fluctuating through multiple streaming services, it's important to decide which movie has earned a spot in the collection. So join us every week as we ask a question, but is it a good movie? I'm your host, Isha, with me my co-host, Nick. That's me. And Nick, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. We, uh, we battled through COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got super busy with work. And uh, now we're back. And then we're going to go away again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we took a, a little hiatus. Uh, but we decided we wanted to come back and check in on the podcast before taking another week off. Before we come back to the most jolliest year of all. Most- I, I love the holiday season. Oh, yeah. I, fucking Christmas, man. I, <sighs> I vibe hard. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm so excited to put up the tree and decorations and everything. It's going to be amazing. But we are going to have um, at least three Christmas movies that we're going to talk about. And we'll get to that towards the end of the podcast. But uh, but for this podcast, we kind of just want to talk about, you know, just catch up. Talk about the things we've been doing, watching, playing. Uh, is there anything that you've been really like into as of lately, Nick? Uh, Pokemon, the new one comes out. The new one's coming out. Yeah, that's uh, going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, I picked a very strange weekend of activities because <clears throat> going to Boston, the Final Fantasy Orchestra, I'm mm-hmm. going to go see that, visit Boston itself, play Pokemon, and then uh, a ton of stuff is premiering, like streaming-wise, that I want to watch. At the like, like, so, like, this weekend is like jam packed. Like, my attention is ping ponging everywhere. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, I know, man, it's so hard to keep up with all the stuff that's coming out. Uh, for me, I've uh, I did see Halloween ends. Uh, I don't know if you ever got around to watching that. No, I was so sick. <laughs> Halloween ends was a um, it was so interesting because I like, I was, I kind of told you about it how it's it doesn't feel like a Halloween movie per se is like the Michael Myers verse but it almost harkens back to Halloween 3 season of the witch kind of vibe okay where like they take like like away from the Michael Myers standpoint yeah like if this movie was not called Halloween and didn't have the characters uh Laurie Strode or Michael Myers in it it would have been a really good horror movie but the fact that they still try to tie it in to those characters in a way, even though they're barely in the movie, um, I think is really well. Like, wait, Michael Myers is barely in the movie. Yeah. So who is the bad guy? I don't mind if you just tell me. So the bad guy in Halloween Ends is a new kid. Uh, he's like twenty three or twenty four. I don't remember exactly what his name is, but basically, what happens is it's post Halloween Kills. And everyone in, like, um, Haddonfield is kind of freaking out. But it's, like, it's been long enough where Michael Myers did disappear for a little bit. And people don't know what happened to him. And they're like, uh, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Is he out there? Is he dead? And this one kid, and this new guy comes in. His name is Corey. And he's babysitting this kid, right? And the kid's, like, messing with him the whole night. Saying, like... 
Michael Myers is going to get you. And the babysitter's like, no, like he's going to kill you. And the little kid's giving him shit saying like he, how he doesn't kill kids. He only kills babysitters. And shit happens where the kid messes with the babysitter so much that the babysitter accidentally kills the kid. Oh, shit. And he gets um, locked up. But I think he's like acquitted saying that he didn't really kill the kid on purpose. But everyone in the whole town is saying how there's evil within everyone now in Haddonfield because of Michael Myers of what he brought. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So it tracks like that kid. Or the, I, I keep calling him kid, but he's like a dude. He's like 23 or something. And how he's this like delinquent that he he seems like a good guy. But because of what the town and like quote unquote society has done to him. it They make him into the new Michael Myers. They, yeah, they make him into like the new evil of Haddonfield and... And if they would have kept just that of how, like, this innocent guy, because of, like, society around him and, like, how they treat just, like, mis- like mishaps and, like, things that aren't entirely your fault and turn into, like, something else where they have to put, like, all the blame on one person and how that really changes someone, that would have been a cool premise. But the fact that it's, like, well, it's because of Michael Myers. It's because because of Laurie Strode, and it's just like it, it. It almost doesn't have to do anything with those characters anymore. That's so strange because like they use those two for all their promotion material and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like Michael Myers is, he's like in it for like maybe four minutes tops. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and Laurie Strode is, she's like there throughout the movie, but. It's like, I guess if you don't care too much about spoilers, um, Laurie Strode's granddaughter and Laurie Strode are the only ones left in that family, right? Yeah. So they're living together. And Laurie's the one that introduces the the new guy, Corey, to her granddaughter and, like, basically making them, like, hook up because she sees that this guy is not at fault and he's, like, he needs someone to, like, take care of him. But... Yeah they kind of, like, play off of each other, where it's, like, the granddaughter's grieving, and then this new guy is also grieving, so, like, together, like, they become, like, hateful towards, like, the town of Haddonfield, and the guy takes it a little bit too far because he's getting bullied by marching get kids, like, marching band kids. Damn. In this movie, like, they're the new bullies and stuff. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, and, like, they fuck with him to the point where he, like, pulls out a knife and, like, the marching kid, marching band kids throw him off a bridge. And then that's where he finds Michael Myers hiding in, like, a tunnel. And instead of Michael Myers killing him, they have, like, this weird connection where they look into each other's eyes. And, like, the guy runs away. And he's and now he's, like, also kind of possessed by, like, whatever was possessing Michael Myers. That's not really clarified. It's just, like, you assume that's what's happening because out of nowhere he just starts, like, killing people. He, like, kills, like, a homeless guy right away. <laughs> That'd be so funny if he, like, took off his mask and, like, gave it to him. <laughs> so, and later on in the movie, Corey goes back to the tunnel where Michael Myers is hiding and kicks the shit out of Michael Myers, saying, like, I need this. And he takes the mask because he thinks that Lori is going to tear him away from the granddaughter. Um, and so, like, he starts wearing the mask and stuff and, like, does kills. Does he kill Michael Myers? He doesn't, know. Oh. Do you get to see what Michael Myers, like, looks like now? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, as much as you did in, like, the first one. Yeah, because it's what? It's Halloween. Uh, what's, like, the start of the trilogy? 
So the new trilogy is Halloween, Halloween kills, and then Halloween, Halloween ends. But it you, it's a quadrilogy technically because it's Halloween. Yeah. Then Halloween twenty eighteen. Then Halloween kills okay. and ends. Because I really like the idea of Halloween twenty eighteen mm-hmm. and then Halloween kills. How they take place in the same night. Yeah. Like they literally are like seconds apart from each other. I yeah. really like that premise. I thought that was really cool. The movies are okay. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was going to be more of that. Like as soon as Kills ends, mm-hmm. you know, with that girl up top in the house. Oh, yeah. The daughter. Got, yeah. And then it's going to take place like immediately after that. That's what I wanted. No, Halloween ends takes place like a few years after that movie. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's not immediate. Like, everyone's moved on. The granddaughter is, like, a nurse now. And Lori's, like, a stay-at-home mom, basically. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it's it's really wild. And, like, Michael Myers is almost like this uh, legend now. Where people mm. remember what happens, but a lot of people don't exactly believe it at 100%. And, like, there's, like, a radio host that's, like, talking shit about, like, the town. And, like, telling people about Michael Myers and... Yeah. Gotcha. Damn. Okay. Yeah, it's really weird because it, it made the whole movie, like, the beginning of the of the movie in 2018, it was kind of like a, um, like, more of a hopeful town where people, like, were together and it, it was, like, more of, like, a strong community. And in this one, it was just, like, everyone's very, like, cynical and jaded and, like, it just looks like a terrible place to live. Like, no one's pleasant in, like, the last movie. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess that's what happens with like tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it like it, rips a place apart. It, yeah, like the the first kill, which is like the accidental kill, is like pretty tragic. Um, because he the kid was gonna be like um, and he was gonna go to engineering school and everything, and like because of like this shitty little brat, um, like what he did to the babysitter, and like the babysitter like. So the guy, the kid locks the babysitter in the closet, like in the attic or something, and then the guy is like yelling because he's like having a panic attack, and he's like, let me out, let me out, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, let me out, and then like the parents come in at when, and they hear him say that, and then they look up, and then like the babysitter kicks open the door, and the kid's like on the other side, so the door hits the kid, and he falls off the banister, and then like falls all the way to the ground, and like dies. Oh. Uh... Yeah. And, like, so now, they're like, the mom, like, confronts him later on. And he's like, oh, look at you out here having fun in a club. You killed my son. It's just like, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Not the best movie, but, like I said, if it wasn't attached to the Halloween franchise, I think it would have been a really good horror movie. They, or if they just, like, did, like, a completely different story. I don't know. This movie just seemed like it had two different ideas and they tried to combine them and it didn't, like, fully work. But yeah. it's still a cool premise, you know? Yeah, it sounds like a cool idea, but it just has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yeah. It's just, it takes place in the same, like, town. Yeah, and that's, like, one of those things that's, like, I wish they, like, movies were more open to having original ideas like this without relying on a f- existing franchise. Yeah. Yeah, especially nowadays where, like, every time I hear about new movies coming out, I mm-hmm. go, hmm. Which remake is this? Yeah. Uh, a movie that I did watch recently, like two days ago or three days ago, was a movie on Shudder uh, called Deadstream. I don't know if you've heard of this. Oh, um, I heard of it. Yeah. Uh, Found Flix did a video on it. 
Oh, did he? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, and that's one of those movies that's like, it's it's an original idea, but like the way it's shot is so fun. It's like a horror comedy, and it's about this YouTuber slash streamer who his whole um, idea is that he faces his fears. And like that's his whole YouTube channel, like all he does. But he got canceled, and now he's back, and he's like doing one like one big stunt where he's gonna stay the night in a haunted house. But the way the movie is shot is all through his camera, like him recording himself for his YouTube videos, and he has GoPros later on for his stream. So it's a stream that he's doing, and like you can see the chat popping up and everything. And I think it's cool because the only shots you see are like his point of view where he has a GoPro on his head. He has a selfie stick, so he can, like, talk to, you, to like, the camera. And then he has GoPros set around the house. Okay. So it, it, it feels like you're actually watching a stream. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, right before, uh, like, I got sick, mm-hmm. I was going through uh, the VHS collection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I watched all of them. And mm-hmm. then, like, that new one came out, uh, 80, uh, 94. Yeah. I think it's 94. Or whichever one it is. And 99, maybe? 99, because 94 yeah. came before. And I was like, it's it's okay. You watched it? <laughs> yeah, I watched it. It's okay. It's not bad. It had a pretty, like, whatever their last one is, it's mm-hmm. either, like, their bigger budget one, or, like, they put a big budget one in the middle. Yeah. And I, I just, like, I was like, mm. This one didn't really do it for me. A lot of people were talking it up, but it didn't really do it for me. The, the only one I really liked was the start of it. It's like this like uh, group of girls in like a sorority. Yeah. And they they haze a new member. Okay. Where they bury her alive. Mm-hmm. And she has to like spend the night in a coffin. Mm-hmm. But like, so that one is filmed cool because it's just from her like perspective of she's down in there. Yeah, that's all you get. Really, it's very claustrophobic and stuff, and a lot of like supernatural shit starts happening mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And but it's all from like just like the camera she has down there. So like the lighting is very strange, and then starts getting warped and everything. Um, there's like a segment where there's like a ton of spiders on her, and they're real. And I'm like, oh my god! So a little uncomfortable on that one, but that one was pretty cool the way it was shot. Yeah, you know the VHS series, um, I saw the first two, VHS 1 and then VHS 2, and I, I just, like, fell off of them really hard for some reason. Uh, viral, which is, like, I think the third one, uh-huh. so bad. Maybe that's why I stopped watching it's it. It's so bad. Because, <laughs> like, you know how they have, like, a story in between all the segments that yeah. kind of link things? Viral was so bad. It was like uh, basically. Have you seen uh, Rings? Yeah. How like they get the the video out to like the internet? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like there's because like you know the whole story with VHS is like these videos. If you watch them, you get cursed and like mm-hmm. you die or something, or like you just start going crazy. So viral is like this guy. He his girlfriend or wife gets like kidnapped, and he's trying to like chase this ice cream truck that's like has his wife and stuff like that and he's going through and there's and like all these people in the town have been watching these videos so they're all going crazy and mad and stuff yeah and that's a really cool premise but like it just keeps getting like derailed way too easily Uh, and then it's just like when it gets derailed and you're like oh 
you mean nothing's gonna happen and then you get a new video yeah and you're like at least in one and two they're investigating like that like site where it's like a cult or whatever yeah and then they're watching the videos like that's at least makes sense why the videos are getting like interlaced but I don't know, the viral was just like way too hectic. Hmm. You know, I, I think I'm gonna start watching like the newer ones because uh, I I did hear 99 was good and the one before it was supposed to be really good. 94 is so good. Yeah, and I got Shutter because it was like a promotional thing where it's like a dollar for a month for like the first three months or something. So I've been watching some like the like the documentaries they have on there. Oh, um, nice! Like they have a show called 101 Scariest Moments in All Horror or something. Oh, okay. So I've been watching stuff like that. But I, I realized something the other day while we were watching a movie. I was like, I feel like when I was younger, I used to like watching horror movies a lot more. And now that I'm older, I'm like, some of them scare me. Like, genuinely scare me. And I'm just like, I don't know why. Because I, I used to watch, like, more fucked up horror movies. And now it's like, you're watching Deadstream. I was just like, it's a comedy. And I was like, I don't know why I'm scared right now. <laughs> I get it, too. Yeah. Maybe because it's just like, as like a kid, when you're watching horror movies, you're more of like, you feel like that kind of like safeness because like yeah. you're young, there's people that yeah. are there to protect you. Now we're adults and we live on our own. Yeah, I think maybe that's it. Because uh, when we're watching that movie, it's like, even though like the, the dude that's in that movie, he plays like a total douchey streamer guy. Yeah. But there's a point in the movie where, like, another character gets introduced. And I'm like, oh, thank God he's not alone anymore. And then I start to relax. But I think it was just, like, the fact that he was alone in this haunted house. I was like, <sighs> And maybe because it was shot like a stream. I was just like, oh, no, this guy's going to get so screwed over. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it kind of reminds me of Spree, I think it's called. Yeah, Spree was good. Yeah. Uh, I like Spree a lot. Yeah, the, those movies, like, uh, where, like, it's, like, one person, they're kind of a little crazy. Yeah. Like, they're going to be so strange. Because yeah. Because you can't have, like, a very, like, normal person mm-hmm. do these antics. Yeah, I like, um, I like, like, more, like, low-cost horror movies. Which is why I like Deathstream a lot, because it's not like there's a serial killer or anything. It's, like, ghosts. And it's yeah. just, like, one dude, and he's kind of funny. Uh or like I like I like Poltergeist a lot because like no one really dies in that movie. It's kind of just like uh, just for scares. But like movies like are, um, like a movie that I can never get into is The Strangers. I can't get into like home invasion movies because I don't know that seems too close to home. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so in the realm of possibility. Oh yeah, like like you could be like you can say I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in aliens, mm-hmm. but. There are people out there who, like, may want to break into your house. Oh, definitely. It's not happening every single second. Yeah. But, you know, it could happen. Yeah. Like, stuff like that really freaks me out. Uh, because uh, for, like, October just passed. And I feel like I didn't watch as many horror movies as I used to. I used to, like, watch a horror movie, like, every day in October. And I think well, this month I only watched, like, five, maybe, like, six tops. Yeah, I think I just watched the ones for the podcast, and then I rewatched Conjuring one. Mm-hmm. But it was more like I was kind of like doing something at the same time. Yeah, and then I watched VHS ninety nine, and then I kind of just like watched like YouTube videos more or less about like movies. Yeah, that's what I do too. Watch a lot of those. Yeah. Um, 
like the retrospectives and stuff like that. Um, other than like horror movies, I I started watching the show on Netflix, um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I watched uh, two episodes of that. I only watched the first episode. First episode wasn't so bad. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I watched another one, and I was like. I don't like this one, and I, no. and it kind of took me out of like the whole thing. I don't want to watch it anymore. Was it because it was creepy, or um, it? I think it was trying to be funny. Oh, okay. It was the one where the the people all get invited to the this guy's like mansion for like mm-hmm. this like special night or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I forget his name, Jordan Peele maybe. No, not, I forget his name. But he's a comedian and he's in it. Okay. And it's just kind of a little jarring. Yeah. Oh, I think it's Eric Andre. Is it? Oh, I, I saw that. Yeah. I saw clips of that one. Yeah. I didn't even finish the episode because I was like, oh, I don't want funny. Yeah. I wanted something like, like not not like trying to take itself too serious, mm-hmm. but like I wanted something like, like that first episode with the locker. I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah. That the, character sucked, though. Oh, my God. I hate that dude so much. I feel like it was plays that really terrible fucking guy in, like, almost anything he's in. Yeah. Um, That first episode, I was really into it up until, like, the monster reveal. And I was like, this is creepy, but it almost feels like a little goosebumpsy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like the build-up to it. Yeah, the build-up's really cool. Um, where, like, they're finding the stuff in the locker yeah. and they take it. I was very curious on, like, what they're going to do. But, yeah, I say the, they dropped the ball at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the visual effects for the um, the girl when she's laying there in, yeah. like, the pentagram circle and her face is yep. gone, I was like, that's scary. Yeah, that the main guy who I guess is our protagonist, right, uh... There's nothing really redeeming about him at all. He's like the most racist asshole, and then he doesn't care about anything other than himself. And I think they try to do something with it where it's like he was in a war and he like lost his hearing and whatever. But the other guy makes a good point where it's like like a ton of people did that shit. Like n- nothing makes you special. Yeah. But he's just, like, one of those characters that's, like, fuck the world. Like, it's, like, my time. Yeah, it's, like, the world has screwed me over, and and now it's, like, I have to reap what I could sow. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm glad that Spanish lady got revenge, because uh, they didn't even let her, like, get her stuff back. I know, that was fucked up when that happened. At first, I was like, oh, both of these guys are douches, but um, the other dude, like, the black dude, he's seemed actually like sorrowful yeah he was like ah like i didn't know like i wish i could help you but like we already sold the locker i didn't like the whole like they have like a side deal going on yeah i think that's super common actually is it yeah like um like in any in any industry like especially even like like stock market you know you get a tip off and like you're like in and you have like good like rep you could easily sell, like, your information, you know? The one thing I didn't get about that uh, was, like, what's the point of, like, making, like, the price go higher if you're just going to cut a deal with him anyways, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, he said that he was going to get a cut no matter what. So, mm-hmm. if it goes up, I bet your cut's going to be a bit bigger. Oh, uh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's interesting. I'm, I might get back into it. I only saw an episode, but it seems interesting enough to like go back. Yeah, I like the intro with that like weird with the like, big cabinet and yeah. stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I really like Guillermo del Toro a lot. Uh, maybe his Pinocchio movie is gonna be better than the Disney one. Oh my god, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that was strange, right? How like three Pinocchio movies come out in like a year and a half. Yeah, and two of them are terrible. One of them is like. I don't want to say it. Very gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like an uncomfortable, like, what are you doing with Pinocchio? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who is it? Polly Shore? Is it? Yeah, Polly Shore one. Oh my God. Yeah. Because it wasn't even like, because everyone's just like, what voice are you giving him? I was like, know. you're trying way too hard here. And then the new one on Disney Plus is just bad. Dude, his eyes. Yeah. They look so, so strange. Like, I like that effect on things, where mm-hmm. it's kind of like a 2D effect on, like, a 3D. Yeah. But I just didn't look great. I feel like they didn't put it, like, I guess the movie itself, I hear, is, like, it's the traditional Pinocchio mm-hmm. story. But I guess, like, the visual effects part for Pinocchio is, like, they could have taken another, like, couple months yeah. to fix things. But cool. it's, it's definitely one of those, like, it has to get out. Yeah, I heard someone say, like, on a podcast, they were saying how... Since Disney has started making these live-action remakes, they've just gotten worse and worse with every new one. Because uh, I think Cinderella might have been, like, the first live-action remake. I never watched the Cinderella one. No, I haven't seen it either. I saw the Beauty and the Beast one with Emma Watson. I did, too. And that one was... It was okay. I never saw the the cartoon version. I was pretty bored. Yeah? Yeah. I watched it because... Emma Watson's pretty hot. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm down. And then I always forget that Disney movies randomly are just like, this one's a singing one. Yeah. And this one's not. And I forgot that that one's a singing one. And I'm yeah. like, all right, you're no Frozen. So I'm yeah. not vibing with this. <laughs> and then uh, Jungle Book was pretty good. I loved Jungle Book. I mm. thought that was really good. Granted, I, I saw it like when it came out in theaters. Yeah. So I haven't seen it since. And I don't think I want to because I don't want that to be ruined. Yeah. I think it was good for what it was. And then, yeah, like, ever since then, I think they've just all gotten worse and worse. Lion King was, like, probably my least favorite remake. I got drunk after Lion King. Ugh. And I actually got sad. I got so sad. Because, like, all right, like, that's, like, a, a knockout cast mm-hmm. you gave me, you yeah. know? And it was, um... What was the director? He plays Happy in the Marvel yeah, movies. Um, Dude, he is so fucking stupid. Yeah. In his, like, interviews and stuff. Oh, my God. What is his name? I know, I, I know his name, too. Fuck. Um, yeah. I don't know why his direction was so bad, but it was bad. Because, <laughs> like, there was no heart. No John, s- John Favreau. Favreau, man. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was, like, no heart, no, like, soul. Everything no. was, like, um, there's a video um, I recommend if you're listening to this, watch it. It's by Your Movie Sucks. Okay. Where they talk about um, why The Lion King, like, mm-hmm. the new one is terrible. And they talk about just the music. Yeah. Favreau, he, they, they pull up, like, an interview, and he's, like, we went in and we changed the music to be, like, new and more yeah. alive. And there's an actual part where, like, the woman that's singing, like, the background vocals, she her microphone is peaking. 
Yeah. And they leave it in. So, like, you could hear it, like, and it's, it's like, this is multi-million dollar budget material. Yeah. And you left the fucking singer's peaking microphone in? Dude, okay, so this is how bad it was, right? It was bad right off the bat. Um, me and I went to go see this early screening. Um, might have been, like, the first or second showing of the day. And we went to a pretty nice theater. First thing off the bat, the audio was off. Like, it was uh, off. And I couldn't tell if that was a movie theater or if it was the movie. I found out it is the movie. The audio is just really bad. Uh, and then the theater forgot to dim the lights or turn off the lights for, like, the first part. Like, the opening circle of life part. I was like, what's happening? The lights are still on. And, like, that movie's bright as fuck at that point. So the whole screen was, like, washed out. And I was like, oh, my God. This is already a bad sign. And it was just, like, a bad... Like, it wasn't even, like... The audience was just quiet. Like, no one was having a good time. No one laughed. No one even chuckled at any part of the movie. And we left the movie once we go get lunch somewhere. And I was just sitting there. I think Mia could tell that I was just, like, really upset at what just happened. And I was like... <sighs> yeah, I... After the line, the live action, uh, we get in the car. And it was kind of like... You, you talk about uh-huh. oh, the movie. And we were all like silent for a little while and i don't know who broke the ice mm-hmm. and everyone's like that was terrible yeah i can't believe what they did because i was like I, no like i like and i couldn't even accomplish anything i liked yeah because one of my my favorite character in, in lion king is scar yeah he's just cool mm-hmm. you know he's also like i don't know like he's a good villain yeah and then this <laughs> one he doesn't have a song no, it took a song away. And I'm like, that's the second best song. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, the kid actor that plays Simba, good singer, terrible voice actor. Yeah, he was uh, really bad. I, I can't say I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear myself on recording and I'm like, ugh. Mm-hmm. But like, the, I blame Favreau yeah. 110% because I was like, that's your job to make it go right. Dude, this is how bad it was. Like, while I was sitting there, I was like, we can't go home. Like, I can't, like, go home and, like, have the rest of the day with this, like, movie lingering over me. So, like, I've never done this before. I was like, we're going back. And we went to a different movie. Because I was like, I need to watch one more thing before we go home. And we watched the Aladdin remake. Because that was the only thing playing at that time. And... I think because of how bad The Lion King was, I really was having a good time in the Aladdin remake. Because, like, all I had to compare it to was, like, this dog shit of a movie that I just suffered, like, two and a half hours through. Yeah. Do you remember when that when the Aladdin remake was coming out and everyone's like, if they make Will Smith blue mm-hmm. and not black, oh, yeah. I'm going to be really mad. And I'm like, oh, boy. He's both. <laughs> I was like, he's both. He, yeah. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Uh, There's only two things I didn't like about the Aladdin remake. Um, Aladdin himself. Yep. I didn't care for him at all. Mm-hmm. And that Jasmine song they added. Oh, that was bad. Not even like because of like what it was about. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this song isn't good. <laughs> it was also awkward. How it was just like. It freezes time. Yep. They just shove it in there. Cause like, okay, you need a song now. Uh, I also didn't like how Genie had a family. And he was, like, telling a story to his kids. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Well, I guess he becomes a real person at the end. 
Yeah, and then he's, like, dating Jasmine's best friend, which is, like, a weird thing that I don't know why they threw in the movie. Yeah. Um, But at the time, I was having a really good time, and then, like, months later, I was like, that movie was also bad. But I'm glad I didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I needed I needed something. Yeah. That was, that was definitely my worst movie. And it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, Lion King, to me, is, like, a movie that has a very special place in my heart because, uh... According to my dad, it's the first movie I've ever seen. And I just grew up watching that movie so many times. Yeah. Like, every new version, we would, like, buy it. So, we had, like, the VHS. And we had, like, another VHS conversion of it. And we had a DVD and then, like, the Diamond DVD. <laughs> nice. So, like, we always just, like, kept updating The Lion King and stuff. Yeah, I love Lion King. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Such a disappointment time. And it's, like, that's why it's, like, just, like, cut off the Disney remake. So, like, I can't, like, suffer through another one. Yeah. Um... I never saw the Lady and Tramp one. Nope, me either. Um, honestly, thinking about it, I think The Lion King may be the last one I've seen. Yep. Dumbo came out. Never saw it. Also, D- Dumbo, really? Who's excited about Dumbo? No. Nope, I'm no. sorry. Elephants are cool, but like Dumbo is not exciting. No. Pinocchio, not exciting. I don't, And I feel bad um, with the whole debate of the Little Mermaid remake because there's a whole thing where it's like people are like, like, oh, because she's not white? Yeah, they're, like, up in arms because she's not white. But then there's the other half that are, like, really excited because, like, finally they're getting, like, represented on screen. Uh, but I'm just here thinking, of, like, it's probably just going to suck. Like, yeah. and it, it's, it, it's not going to suck because she's black. No. It's going to suck because Disney live-action remakes suck. Yeah, they're all bad. And it's one of those things where it's, like, even if it's terrible dog shit movie and you say it's dog shit... Everyone's just going to think you're, like, a racist asshole. Because it's, yeah. like, that's, like, the whole thing that's, like, splitting the internet. It's, like, is it, it's either going to be really good and, like, good for, like, demographics. Or yeah, it's going to be, like, a shitty movie because she's black. Yeah, because, like, she could be a great singer and actress, mm. but she can't carry the movie if it's yeah. bad. You know, that's just how it is. My thing is, I don't know how they're going to do Flounder and Sebastian. They might not even throw them in. But see, that's, like, their core, they move the plot in the movie. Yeah, but they didn't have Mushu in the Mulan remake. And that's why that sucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, like, Mulan lost so, I, I only saw snippets, but mm-hmm. Mulan had so much heart because, like, it had some, like, whimsical stuff. They had Cricket, yeah. Mushu, the spirits, and yep. if you cut all of that, it's just, like, that's not a Disney movie. Disney has been dropping the ball a lot lately. Even their, like, remakes or, like, new iterations of old franchises, like Lightyear, that was terrible. I didn't see it. Yeah, and it's, like, they just have to make newer concepts. Um, yeah. And even, like, the new one that they're doing, which is, like, The Strange World or something. Oh, yeah, how it's not getting marketed at all. Yeah, and it, I I don't like how it looks. <laughs> yeah, I, I was excited to see something new, but yeah. if they're not marketing it themselves, then they're just probably like, oh, well, we fucked up and we have to put yeah. it out anyway. Yeah, um, like the Indiana Jones movie, the new one, right? I heard that they've shown multiple screenings of it with uh, different endings and everything, and every single time, the audience hates the movie. <laughs> and it's like, if you've shown like five or so screenings and each screening, it's like they don't like the movie. It's a bad movie. And it's like, it's a thing. It's like, how, how do you keep fucking this up? You know? Yeah. Well, it's just like, yeah, like 
it, it was kind of like when we talked about Toy Story over the mm. summer, you know, like Toy Story 4 did not need to happen, yeah. you know, and it should have just, you know, it, it was is Toy Story 4 a terrible movie? No. Yeah. But it's just like, take your efforts and go somewhere else. Yeah. Because if you're only going to try to make money off of nostalgia, there's going to be a point where no one's going to want to watch your shit anymore. Like, all these movies are just coming on streaming services, mm-hmm. you know, like. So it's like they're not even almost like real movies at that yeah. point. Like if they're made for streaming, they are movies. But like Disney, like they're not making big blockbusters anymore. No, they're more into like the streaming thing. And a lot of people are thinking that like Indiana Jones might go to Disney Plus just because like all the negative reactions towards it. Yeah. I doubt it. They'll save themselves money by doing that. Yeah, but I think at the same time, they're not going to make enough yeah, I, I think what's going to happen is they'll probably still release in the theaters and, like, people are just going to go watch it because it's Indiana Jones 1 and then 2, uh, people might just go because of all, like, the negative, like, feedback and say, like, how bad could it really be? Yeah, like, um, a couple months ago, I watched Bullet Train in mm-hmm. theaters. That may have been the last movie I see in theaters. Could be wrong. But um, new concept, it does not need to have a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this was a lot of fun. It took itself serious enough where I was like, the comedy makes sense and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, great action movie. And then like, I get home and I get sad actually. Cause I was like, I'm not going to have another movie like this for like, like a month yeah. at least. Oh, or it's going to be like a diamond in the rough somewhere. And it's just like, are movies gonna be bad forever like that's the vibe sometimes are are movies not good anymore (laughs) (laughs) but is it a good movie (laughs) uh yeah and it's like 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 sky high is getting a sequel it's like no it's been like 20 years yeah leave it and that's why it's like watching movies like um like dead stream and like other movies like assets that are like original concepts and stuff it like it really makes it stand out amongst like all the dog shit that's surrounding it yeah it really does but it's hard because it's like there's not a lot of like original movies out there right now and if they are they're just like not marketed yeah yeah no you really gotta like find them you mm-hmm. know and like it's it's almost like um like like playing a video game mm-hmm. you know like how many times do you play like a new game and you're like I like this, but this is just like insert game here. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like I, it's like it's like yeah, it's cool. It built upon something, but it still feels like something else mm-hmm. with like a new coat of paint. That's how I feel like certain movies. Like whenever you see like a disaster movie, yeah, kind of feel like the last one. Monster movies, they mm-hmm. kind of have like a formula. Horror movies, unless they branch out and do something crazy, yeah. they feel kind of the same. You know, um, a movies. Like like since we're on like that topic, uh, a movie I just saw very recently was uh, the new Black Panther movie. Uh, I saw that over the weekend, and it's one of those things where it's like, even though that movie was pretty good, I would say I'm not gonna say it was fantastic or great, but it was it was pretty good. I really liked it, and I think it's definitely the best thing that Phase Four has ever made. <laughs> Like, because most of Phase 4 and Marvel was pretty dog shit. Um, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Pretty bad. I didn't see it. Yeah. It's a pretty bad movie. Uh, Taika should be ashamed. 
because <laughs> he had like this really sick concept and it was like portrayed as this 80s rock and roll space adventure and it's not that at all Uh-oh. so that was pretty lame uh doctor strange in the multiverse multiverse madness okay it, it was okay i liked it yeah it wasn't like terrible uh it could have been better yeah i'd say it could have been better a lot of people didn't like um wanda's whole thing yeah and i'm like i don't know i i liked it like yeah, yeah like did it make a lot of sense? Mm-mm. Like, no. But, like, she also went crazy. Yeah. You know? Like, people are like, oh, they went crazy. Blah, blah, mm. blah. And they justify, like, crazy shit happening. Yeah. That's what happened to her. She went crazy. And she went mad with power. Yeah. You yeah. know? It happens in multiple movies of different, like, you know, these superhero things. You know? Like, I don't know. Like, name a super villain that didn't go crazy at one point. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, even though it wasn't, like, the best movie ever, uh, Multiverse of Madness, I think it's still what Spider-Man No Way Home try to be, but better, concept-wise. Uh, looking back at, like, No Way Home, and I was, like, thinking about it, and I was like, No Way Home's not that good of a movie. Uh, what? And here's why, okay? No Way Home starts off as a good movie, and then it just becomes bits. Or it's just, like... It's not cohesive anymore, and it's just, like, it's just moments to make fans go, like, yeah, but, like, it's not a movie. (laughs) It's just, like, it's just, like, things happening where it's just, like, you want to see Andrew Garfield? Yeah, and it's, like, okay, next scene. Do you want to see them talk to each other and quit? Yeah, but it's, like, what is happening in this movie? (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, the idea makes no sense. Why would Doctor Strange... Like, it, when the movie was coming out, everyone was thinking, it's not Doctor Strange. Because there's no way he would ever do that, you know? Mm-hmm. In, like, any universe. Like, why would he just be like, yeah, fuck it, let's do this. And it's never resolved. And, like, I remember all the theorists watching the trailers were saying, like, oh, it's Mephisto in disguise. Or it's like, that's why it's, like, uh, frozen over and, like, the Sanctum and stuff like that. And then ended up just being like, no, they just needed a reason to introduce, like, the other Spider-Man into this universe and that's like the only way they could figure out why uh i don't know it would i feel like it just had a lot of potential that they went like the lazy route of like if we do so and so like if we do a b and c the fans are gonna like love this you don't have to try that hard and that's like what i don't like it's like i don't like the laziness of like these fucking idiots they'll cheer at anything if we just like throw toby and andrew garfield and tom holland on the same screen like it doesn't matter what they're doing (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely, like, all right, I I love that movie, mm-hmm. um, and by love, like, it can eight, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, I definitely agree that, like, it is a lot of bits, mm-hmm. but I even like the whole idea of, like, he, like, instead of trying to kill the villains, mm-hmm. make them good, you know, kind yeah. of thing, and then, like, how that almost, like, can't happen, and then, like... With the power of friendship of the new Spider-Man, they mm. do it. And it's like, that part was kind of like, you kill them. Kill them yeah. all. Like, <laughs> See, like, the thing about that, right, is I hate movies that do this where it's like, uh, there's a no consequences. Uh, and like you kind of start back at where you started. Like, where you end back where you started from. Uh, yeah. The villains all go back to the same exact time they're about to die in their regional universes. 
So, like, all of this was just a dream for them. Like, uh, they're going to go back and die. And like, there's no point that they even did that. Spider-Man doesn't accomplish anything other than his, like, Aunt May dying. And now he has to start over. And it's just, like, it seems like it's <clears throat> two hours just to make, like, what they originally wanted to do. Of, like, we we push Spider-Man to the limit where now he's not relatable to anyone. Because Spider-Man's supposed to be this poor kid in Manhattan or in Queens that... Everyone's supposed to relate to because everyone has struggles and problems just like him. But he we he can't be that anymore because now he has like a rich like babysitter Iron Man who gives him anything he wants, and he has like friends that love him and like family that supports him. And he's no longer the relatable Spider Man. He's like a new character almost. And like the end of No Way Home is just him being back to the Spider Man everyone knows and loves. Yeah, so it it just seems like a weird. It like you could have made that happen a lot better than like having no way home. I guess yeah, and like it's just inconsequential, you know. Yeah, well, like, I was actually gonna say like yeah, like they like kind of gave Spider Man like everything off the bat. Like yeah. in Civil War, he got everything. Yeah. You know, so this is the first time we get like actual like gritty Spider Man. Not really gritty, but like mm-hmm. you know, like bare bones. He had to make yeah. his own costume again, and he has no friends and stuff. And I, I like that. I like that. Like he went from something to nothing, mm-hmm. like literally nothing. But um, I guess it is kind of like, yeah, like it's just like you could have got there with like way less effort. Yeah. Like what I like how um, even though I don't think it's the best movie uh, in Multiverse of Madness, they kind of accomplished the same idea, but they executed it a lot like more fluidly. And that's just because they have a better director. Like, Sam Raimi did that one. And they should have done the same thing with Spider-Man, where he's going through multiple, like, universes and, like, trying to, like, figure out what the fuck's happening. Like, his identity's getting revealed. He could, like, see the consequences of, like, in different universes of, like, how this has happened. Like, maybe in this universe, like, everyone dies because, like, his secret got leaked out or whatever, you know? There could have been better ways of doing it other than, like, Mysterio leaked it and, like... Now you can't go to college. <laughs> and I was like, is that really the bar of like you're having a hard time going to college and then that's why you have to almost destroy the universe? It seems a little out there, you know? Yeah, okay, I get you. Yeah, for like an idea. But I don't want to like shit too much on that. But uh, what I was going to say about how most of Phase 4 I think has been a little lackluster for me. And well, I don't know if that's just because I'm being burnt out. I think it's because they went for the because like you have the big culmination of mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. And then you lose people. Like yeah. obviously it was gonna happen. And then all of a sudden you have a break in movies. Yeah. You know? And you come back with like WandaVision. Black Widow, which is a prequel. Yeah. And so, it, it doesn't get you excited for like the future because you get mm-hmm. like we have four TV shows, Loki, WandaVision, The Winter Soldier, and The mm-hmm. Falcon, and um, Hawkeye. Yep. Which, like, I'm sorry, Winter Soldier and Falcon, no one wanted. Yeah. Hawkeye show, no one wanted. Yep. WandaVision, everyone was excited until, like, that kind of did what we just talked about. Yeah. It was a whole lot of, oh, this didn't do much besides just make Wanda crazy. Yeah. And introduce that Agnes character. Yeah, WandaVision was just, like, a big setup for uh, Multiverse of Mana, so they don't have to do that in the movie. Yeah. And you could just start off. And it's one of those things where it's, like, I like 
kind of it's it's like a love hate right because i like what they're doing with the show is how they're able to like bring out these ideas and take their time with it but what i hate about it is it almost makes it worse like what is the point of entry now in marvel movies can i just go and watch uh multiverse of madness and get what's going on or do i have to watch like 25 plus movies in order to be like get the full effect of what's happening yeah and it's the same bullshit that happens in the comics right it's like you can't get into comics as you miss out on 50 years of like exactly what's happening it's like who are these characters why do i care about these characters yeah i think marvel should only do one more phase yeah or they should just do movies that you could pick up and at any point yeah you could do it where it's like yeah, they're in the universe, but your this story shouldn't rely on other bullshit that happened beforehand, you know? I gotcha. Unless yeah. it's like an Avengers, where it's like, it's it's literally the concept of all these things coming together. But if it's just a random fucking Ant-Man movie, like, why do I need to know what happened in, like, all these, like, what do I need to know what happened in Civil War, and why do I need to know, like, what happened in, like, all these other movies, just to, like, yeah. enjoy that, you know? I getcha. But, like, if, if you pick up a movie, and you're like, you're like, oh, movie four Mm -hmm. i'm gonna watch this one first and then you go i don't get it yeah that's your fault yeah but that's (laughs) not how like the marvel universe is like um portraying itself it's portraying itself as like this entity you know where it's like anyone can pick up and enjoy it's like a family you know you can't uh but the thing that i think they did do really well which i know people don't like it and we're hating on it but i think she hulk did a good job on it because in she hulk it's a new character it, but it still has all these things established in the universe where it's like Hulk's there and they mention Avengers and they mention all this other bullshit, but they don't want you as the audience to be like, you need to know all these other things because they gloss over it. It's in the universe, but you don't need to know about every single thing where it's like real life, you know, it's like you have a conversation with someone and they'll bring up something that happened like, 10 years ago, but you don't need to know everything that happened in our entire universe and timeline, you know? I guess, yeah. And that's what She-Hulk did really well, where it's like, it's mentioned, but they don't linger on it, where it's just like, it's cool for fans, if you know what that is. But if you don't know what that is, it's okay, because it's its own original story. Yeah, I think Marvel is just kind of at this point where it's just like, you have to really be in it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before, it was just kind of like, ooh, can't wait for Infinity mm-hmm. War. Ooh, can't wait for Endgame. Yeah. But um, I just, yeah, I feel like they're releasing things just because they have this idea. Mm-hmm. And sorry, like like Black Widow. When that came out, I was like, lame. Yeah. I didn't even watch it. But um, with the new Black Panther movie, uh, I was going to say, I that's one of the last movies I've seen. And I really enjoyed it for what it was but my gripe with that movie was it's one of those movies that's it's long and it feels long you know gotcha and it's 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 a thing where it's like i i hate to be like oh it it just was too long because like the parts i felt dragged on were like what the studio was trying to be respectful with because they were like respecting chadwick and like how he is no longer with us and they was like moments of silence and like it was just it's a very solemn movie you know okay yeah um, i i had a feeling that they were gonna do like a lot of like mm-hmm. tribute to yeah him, which was i don't know that's what i hope they would do yeah and, and i'm glad they did it but it gets to a point where it's just like it's a little too much 
Okay. Where I came here for like a fun, stupid bullshit superhero movie. And it's like, now I feel like shit <laughs> watching this movie. Gotcha. And there are some like fun parts, but it's like, they just keep bringing it back to like my whole fucking family's that. And it's like, oh my God, why is this movie so sad for like a superhero movie? And I was like, why is it almost three hours? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But I, I really do enjoy it. But, um, now there's like this whole thing on like the internet where people are making black that are saying Black Panther is not good because it's overhyped. And it's like this whole thing where it's just like people are just saying it's uh, this mediocre movie is good because it's like it's really hype right now. And like uh, it's like the first good Marvel Phase 4 movie that we've had in a while. And I also don't like that argument where it's like just because something is overhyped automatically makes it bad. Yeah. Like, I remember when Black Panther 1 was coming out, and, like, I kept hearing, like, people kind of pull, like, a racist card out. They're like, yeah. it's only going to be popular because, like, a bunch of black people are going to watch it. And yeah. I'm like, can you re-evaluate <laughs> that sentence yeah. and notice how fucking terrible you sound? I know. Because Black Panther 1, so good. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's probably top five Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing that came out of Black Panther Wakanda Forever is that... Uh, I saw a tweet that someone said, I wonder if the people who made Black Panther were aware that they were about to start a race war. <laughs> because, like, the movie's literally about Wakandans who are African fighting Mexicans, like, native Mexicans. And that's, like, the entire movie. Oh, man. Because <laughs> Namor and all his people are, like, native Mexican. <laughs> and, like, and it's just them fighting black people on screen for, like, an hour and a half. Damn. So it really is like an actual race war happening on screen. Shit. And we're all just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, kick his ass. Oh, um, man. Yeah. And like, I while watching it, I had like this like sense of like, yeah, Namor, fuck her up. <laughs> you know, Namor's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I relate to Namor. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I saw this thing. I saw, like, a couple of TikToks where, like, uh, you know how in Black Panther they do, like, the Wakanda forever and they cross their arms? In this movie, Namor does, like, this thing. Or he puts, like, a hand over another hand. And, like, that's how they greet people. And, like, I saw like, TikTok where it's, like, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> all the fucking Mexicans are going to walk around. They're going to greet people, like, <laughs> and just, like, show their hands to each other. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love when, like... A- I love when like a like a movie comes out and it gets like a little like influential on people yeah. and I and I see people like quoting or like, doing mm-hmm. things because like when Black Panther came out like I saw a lot of people do like the Wakanda forever yeah and I was like but like they did the, and like they didn't do it to like be funny but like they were like really like they really felt yeah. something with that movie I was like that's so cool yeah. and then like turn around and then like you hear about like people just like shitting on it because mm-hmm. like they they don't like it or mm-hmm. like and i was like oh, man like leave them alone like they're having fun out there yeah and that's just how like the like movie fans i are nowadays um just like a bunch of bullshit yeah no what i remember i was in college and i was like we're the, i was like with a bunch of people and they're talking about like movies and they start getting more like indier mm-hmm. and i was like and, they're, and they brought The Witch. And mm-hmm. I was like, I hated that movie. <laughs> and they looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, what? I can't like something totally different. I can't hate the things you like. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I didn't hate it where I'm like, you can't like it. But I was mm-hmm. like, I did not like that movie. 
Two of them stopped talking to me. Really? <laughs> I was like, good. Take the trash out. <laughs> the Vivich. The Vivich. Oh, man. Um, one movie that we did see together was uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Uh, which was going to be our movie that we were going to talk about last week. Uh, but, like, we decided just to, like, put it in at the tail end of this conversation. Uh, it's one of those movies where it's like, I really enjoy it. And I've seen it tons of times. And I know this was your first time watching it, right? Yes. And I was going to ask you, like, I don't know is I don't know if this is your first Wes Anderson movie you've seen. Um, I think so. It, it is. Okay. So, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox is his first dip into, like, this stop-motion animation kind of um, feel. And I wanted to talk to you about, like, how you felt about this the vibe of this movie as a whole because i think fantastic mr fox might be one of wes anderson's best movies yeah so um do you ever like watch something or play something and you just can't stop thinking about mm-hmm. it that's what happened to me when, really yeah i was literally at work and i had downtime and i was like i'll pull up quotes like <laughs> I, I watched this movie yesterday did you? <laughs> oh I fell asleep watching this movie, and I put it on a little bit before watching, uh-huh. before coming up here, because I was like, "Is a part of the movie I want to like quote or like I want to uh-huh. like talk about?" And I like went back through. I like YouTube Premium, yeah. So it's free on there. Oh, cool! <laughs> so, so I watched it like almost twice <laughs> since. Oh my God. Yeah, um, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Back in 2006 or nine, whenever this came out, um, mm-hmm. if you took kids to go see this, they probably hated it. <laughs> it it's weird because it's like, the thing about Wes Anderson is he has like this whimsical vibe to him. So it, 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 it some people say it's childlike or um, like it, it feels like what a kid would think. But the way he does it is like he has that whimsy, but he also writes his characters as very intelligent. Yes. So it, it it's just like a weird vibe where it's like kids might not enjoy it, but they might like how goofy things are and like not understand why these characters are acting this way. Yeah, I damn, I just loved it. I I thought all the voice acting was mm-hmm. so good. Oh yeah. Um, but I also just love like how we talk about with Spider Man, like the bits. Mm-hmm. The bits in this movie are so good. <laughs> The bits are awesome, and I like the callbacks, too. Callbacks are so good. I also love... I didn't hear what they were saying the first couple, like, minutes in the movie mm-hmm. when they kept saying cuss. Cuss, yeah. I, I thought they were saying cuz. Oh, no. I, sorry. And I was like, oh, they're just, like, bleeping out the mm-hmm. bowers. And I was like, that's so funny. I think you're cussing with me. <laughs> cussing with me? Cuss I am. Uh, yeah, this movie just has, like, a ton of those bits. Um, The cussing is awesome. I like uh, the Mr. Fox's little, like, trademark he does. Oh, yeah, the whistle with the yeah, snap. Yeah, the whistle, like, uh, I like how the the kid, Ash. Oh, I, he's my favorite character. Ash is awesome, how everyone, like, does the same thing where they do a hand movement, so you're like, you're just different. <laughs> i don't understand it but i love it yeah <laughs> i also love that he thinks he's like an athlete yeah and, and that's all he wants to be is an athlete yeah uh when they're uh the scene i watched right before filming was uh the the stick bat oh yeah how uh 
Christofferson, the mm-hmm. cousin, comes and like he's like, I never played this. He goes, oh, okay, well, and they explain it to him, and it's such a complicated yeah. game. And then like at the very end, it's like, yeah, like you run over here, you take the stick down, and you run back over, and yeah. then you, and then you divide your points by nine. So after he does like the motion seamlessly, <laughs> you hear him about go, can you divide that by nine for me? <laughs> and he goes, oh my god, that kid's a natural. It's like, oh man, he has to be like uh, your dad's nephew. It's like. Uh, he's from the my mom's side. It's like really, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Christopherson is one of my favorites. I think. And if I had to pick a favorite, it'll be him or um. Man, I really like Kylie. Kylie's good. Yeah. Yeah. If you've uh, never seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, watch it. But uh, uh, it's awesome. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I bought this movie right around just minus. Uh, and I've had, like, the movie for a very long time. When I worked at my first job, people would borrow movies from me. And there was this guy. He asked if he could borrow Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I was like, sure. And he borrowed it. And then he was like, I love this movie so much. And he returned it. And he asked to borrow it again. And he kept, like, borrowing it. And I was like, you know, why don't you just hold on to it until, like, you you're, <laughs> like you get over it. And I thought he would get over it soon enough. And, like, I borrowed it up one time. And he's like... Oh, I just like I I, I I like watch it like almost every night, and I was like, and then like he quit, and he and I was like, that motherfucker took my Blu-ray. <laughs> I was so <laughs> pissed, <laughs> and I had to like buy a new copy, but I bought like the Criterion version of it because I love Fantastic Mr. Fox so much. It's so good. Um, what I like about it is my favorite thing is George Clooney as Mr. Fox because I can't imagine. A more perfect voice for that character. I know it's good. It's a great fit. Mm-hmm. It has like the suave of Danny Ocean from like the um, Ocean's Eleven movies, and it just fits the character so well. And like how he's so suave while he's like eating and talking at the kitchen table while he's eating breakfast, and then he's like telling his wife some bullshit about how he wants to get a tree because he doesn't want to feel poor anymore. And after their discussion, he puts away his newspaper and then just starts fucking eating his breakfast like a wild wild animal. Yeah. (laughs) And I like that, like, thing where they keep calling back because, like, they are just animals. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, they're, like, very, like, sophisticated and intelligent. Yeah. But, um, I like how, like, his job was, like, he stole, Mm -hmm. he, like, stole chickens and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, his wife is pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're like, well... We have to settle down. You know, yeah. you you have to get a real job mm-hmm. and becomes a newspaper man. I thought that was funny. Like oh, a, like, yeah. a, like a, a writer or a journalist. Yeah. He has like his own little side passage. And he's just like, I know no one watches this. Like <laughs> or like reads this. <laughs> because like he brings up multiple times. He goes like, Do your friends talk about my column? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if you read it. And that's okay. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i do like the themes of this movie where it's like uh it feels like you know like a blue collar being forced to like do something yeah. that's like not dangerous you know yeah and it really like speaks to the character of mr fox at how he's like he is a wild animal and he's trying to be this thing that he's not yeah for the sake of his family because of who he loves and it gets pretty deep at some moments where even like his uh wife mrs fox Tells him, like, I should have never married you. Yeah. And it's like, that's fucking, that, that cuts deep. <laughs> yeah. 
because like they say they love each other, but it's like it, it's obvious that they should never marry each other because of like the situation they're in. Yeah, and I think they worked past it a bit at the end. A bit, but like I think it's still kind of like their relationship is on ro- very heavy rocky water. Yeah, and it's one of those movies where it's like it has a mixed ending, where it's not necessarily a. I guess I would say I would say it's a bittersweet ending because they do find a new source of food and like. They, they could like sustain themselves but they are still stuck living in the sewers yeah. and their homes and everything they've known is gone mm-hmm. because like the humans have destroyed the woods <laughs> because of what mr fox did and like at the end when they like get into the supermarket it's just mm. owned by the three guys again yeah so they're just gonna rip, rinse and repeat yeah know? It's like they truly didn't learn from their mistake, but they really can't change now because they're yeah. just wild animals. Uh, and th- there's a man. I there's so many things I really want to talk about this movie, but uh, the one thing that I did like, and I noticed this like around like the fourth or fifth time I watched this movie, is how Mr. Fox has to battle with like being the so- sophisticated person that he tries to be, and like try to act like he's always in control of what's happening. And the other side of him, that's, like, a wild animal. Yes. And when he meets the wolf at the end of the movie, and he sees that that truly is a wild animal. Yes. And, like, he is free to do what he pleases. And, like, Mr. Fox realizes that that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. And, like, they go their separate ways and they pay respect. And it's, like, so he, that makes him, like, realize that he's a little bit more comfortable now living as, like, just living in the sewer and not being truly a wild animal because yeah. he has like this ongoing fear of wolves and like i don't know if that's just because like he fears of what he can become as like this like truly wild and dangerous animal and like he's always battling that within himself yeah no that's a great thing to talk about because you even get this um that like weird wild animal energy with the dog that's rabies yeah you know it's just like something that like is like you can't control, yeah. you know? But yet, here is, like, a fox that, like, would probably, if you approach, would mm-hmm. attack you. But if Mr. Fox, if you approached him, yeah. he'd be like, did you read my column? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, man. The, uh, the three main bad guys, right? It's, like, Buns, Beans, and, um... Bog? Bog? Bogus? Yeah. Bogus, Buns. Buns and Beans. I, I really enjoy their, like, dynamics with each other. Yeah. They're scary. Yeah? They're scary looking. Like, oh, for, yeah. And their movements are a little different than the mm-hmm. animals. Because, like, yeah, like, I would say, like, the animals are very, like, uh like playful in their yeah. movements and stuff like that. And the humans are just a little more, like, I don't know, like, just, like, they move with, like, intention. And they yeah. have guns and their their lighting is all fucked up. When um when Bean flips out and like starts tearing yeah. the place apart, that was like that was scary. Yeah, <laughs> and then it gets funny when he just walks around them and starts tearing the room up again. Yeah, <laughs> but like at the start, I was like, this guy's having a fucking breakdown. You know what I like is um all of this is happening to the humans and stuff, and to them, it's like a big deal because it's like they're arrogant and they don't want animals to like fuck with them, but. Every time we come back to, like, the animals, it's, like, seven fox weeks later. Or, like, it was, like, seven fox years in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, 
this is happening really fast for like the animals. Like yeah. they'll be dead by the time like this it's... gets resolved, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're living their full lives while like these humans are like sitting there like waiting for them to pop up again yeah that's a good point is this like yeah like they're gonna drag this out for like years and by mm-hmm. the time like they figure out the animals have died yeah they've wasted so much time oh yeah definitely <laughs> um i like the um oh god there's just so much about this movie i like like i like the uh like towards the end where it's like there's like the like the toast and stuff like mm-hmm. that. How I was just like, I'm gonna redo it. I didn't like it. Yeah. And then right. like how it was just like a big callback to like you know like you know you are who you are and shit mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, this is sick. And then they go out and they kind of almost try to fall back into their same thing. Like they buy real estate in yeah. the sewer. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Rat? Rat? Oh, he was cool. Yeah, Willem um, Dafoe as I, Rat. Oh, Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I liked um, how he f- how we meet him first in the cider cellar. Mm-hmm. And how he brings up Mr. Fox's wife. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she was always so pretty. Yeah. Like, and then, like, uh, and then later on in the sewer, he, like, meets her. He goes, mm-hmm. oh, you, it is true. You are just as pretty as well, you were. <laughs> like, I, I like the conversations they had where... Rat's talking shit about Mrs. Fox, saying how she was, like, a floozy, and she, like, mm-hmm. got around. And Mr. Fox is like, what? It was a different time. We were all young. <laughs> so he doesn't see it as a negative, because he's like, that's who she was, you know? Like, it's, there's something wrong with that, necessarily. <laughs> like, Rat, and it just, like, Rat's whole, like, disc just completely fizzled out. Yeah. I also like that he's, like, a greaser. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was funny. Oh, yeah, he's, like, doing the uh, West Side Story, like, snapping mm-hmm. towards him. And I like how he has like uh like a little like worker pendant on. Being like, security. Yeah, being security. <laughs> I was like, doubt he hired him. <laughs> yeah. He just lives there. Rat's one of my favorites. I he's not in there for much, but I do like it. I even like it when he like dies and he's just like Oh, that was actually a little sad. Yeah. And Fox gives him sewage water. Yeah. He's like liquid gold <laughs> I, I i don't think that's sewer water i think that's the cider that they poured into the sewer so that's so that's everywhere because like they bring up that the cider is liquid gold yeah so maybe they just i think it is like mixed with sewer water yeah i, I think like, it's sewage water <laughs> but i think it has some of the cider is why he brings up liquid gold again yeah um one of the things i was like reading up about it is like this they almost didn't like let that scene stay because originally the people who were like reviewing the movie uh, for ratings thought that that was his blood that Fox was like giving to him to drink, and then they had to be like, no, no, it's like sewage, like water and stuff. Like you don't have, like it's okay. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, mm, still a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, it, it, it's it's crazy to um, like look back at this movie after seeing it so many times. With someone who has not seen it, like, this is your first time, and, like, you have a very similar reaction to, like, what I had when I first watched this. Like, I also, like, watched it, like, the next day. And I remember, like, showing it to other people and being like, you have to watch this movie. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I. It's so cool when, like, I watch a movie and I'm like, this is one of, like, top tier movies. Mm -hmm. Like, instantly goes into, like, an S tier. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I'm going to take this movie and, like, 
whenever I'm like feeling down or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna watch this movie that it's gonna be on like a list of like mm-hmm. this is definitely like keepsake. Yeah, and this is one of those movies that's like it's perfect. This is a perfect medium for Wes Anderson because the way he makes movies is he wants it to be exactly what he's envisioning it. And, like, what other perfect way to make movies than, like, to literally be able to physically put your actors and position them and do whatever you want to make. Like, because that's, like, how he film films in movies. Like, he wants his actors to do, like, certain things. And it's, like, I need you to, like, envision this. And, like, the way he shoots movies, like, beautifully and stuff. Um, he made another uh, stop-motion movie called Isle of Dogs that yeah. came out a few years ago. I've never seen that one either. That one's pretty good. Um, I wanted to, and someone told me they were like, all right, you need to know how Wes Anderson makes movies before yeah. just going into that blind. Yeah. So that kind of like turned me away from it mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, I don't want to like hate this movie mm-hmm. if it's like going to be tried too, it's going to be too artsy for me or something. It's hard because it's like, I wouldn't consider him artsy. He's kind of like, um, it's like baby's first indie movie okay. <laughs> kind of style where yeah. it's like, he's on the threshold of like. Yeah, I would say he's, like, Indian. He definitely has his own unique style where it's, like, some people would be, like, this is kind of boring. Um, but if you like Fantastic Mr. Fox, I think you'll like most of his movies. They all have, like, similar humor. And, like, the okay. way they talk is very similar. Yeah, I was laughing a lot during Fantastic. Yeah. the A lot of his movies, like, if they have kids in it, he writes the kids' dialogue as if they're adults. Because he treats kids as intelligent people. <laughs> Like, just, like, how Ash and, like, Christopherson have, like, these very mature conversations. Yeah. But they still have, like, these petty kid things that they Mm -hmm. do to each other. Like, that's how his kids in his movies are. Yeah. Yeah. I think you would enjoy a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. I think I might have to give more of his uh, movies a shot. I have all of them are Criterion. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. All right. I would say I'd watch some this weekend, but, like, my weekend is fucking packed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Any other, like parts that you really want to like mention about this movie oh god there's so much um one of my favorite scenes is the first night christopherson stays with them oh yeah and he's like can i move my bedroll like out from under the table (laughs) (laughs) and like he's like there's a lot of attitude here don't make me have one too and i was like oh he's just quoting his mom yeah because he, he wants to sound like he's above him yeah but like he's like so below him at that point and i love that like beautiful like softness that they have later on where christopherson rolls underneath the table and he just starts crying and then like ash comes out and turns the train on and they just watch it yeah. like that made me laugh because it's just like funny yeah just like in dead silence watch a train go around but i was like no, I get that. Like, that's very, like, a kid behavior. It's just, sweet. Because, like, yeah. like, he'll come down and be like, I'll play with my toys. Yeah. Is basically what he did, but in silence. Yeah, because kids aren't going to ever say, like, sorry or, like, they what they did wrong. But you feel, like, empathy and, like, you feel, like, yeah. you feel bad for what you just did. And, like, how they, like, resolve it that way. And they do it a couple times later on. Yeah. Like, or uh, when Christopherson's trying to teach him how to do uh, karate. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, fucking whiffs it yeah <laughs> <laughs> or just like i want a bandit hat dad and yeah he just goes oh, get out of here ash <laughs> i love when, like ash is um following him for i think it's the the cider heist and ash is like following him. i was like hey where are we going and uh mr fox is like hey, what, what are you doing here like go back home like this isn't the place for you 
And then they keep walking, Christopherson shows up and is like, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gives them bandit hat. Yeah. I like when uh, he like pops up and goes, I don't have a bandit hat, but I modified this tube sock. And he yeah. pulls it down. <laughs> they both look at each other. He goes, nice. Right, it looks good. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, that's the part where they play on that. Um, the one worker, she's like blind kind of. Or mm-hmm. she like can't see. The, like they like that's how they get away with like being in like the like this oh yeah the cider cellar so then christopherson is like oh she's blind she can't see us mm-hmm. and she like goes in the cabinet and it pans back over and she just has like a fucking like knife or a gun or whatever and it's like oh god she saw us yeah and she has her fake glasses on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many good things about this movie man we have to have like a full episode on this like later on. Yeah. I definitely want to rewatch it again. Uh but there's a lot of like interesting characters in this and like like you said, like all the voice cast is just they fucking nail it, dude. Yeah, no. Um I like this movie so much. Um I might buy the book. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I might buy the book in the future. So, um I, I didn't have like a lot of trivia on this, but um some of the things that I thought you might have been interested in is like the, the only CGI in this entire movie was the flooding of the mine with all, like, the cider and stuff. The rest of it was just all stop motion. Nice. Yeah, and you can tell at some parts of um, the parts where Mrs. Fox is pregnant and they swap out the model for, like, a plastic miniature. Oh, okay. Instead of, like, and it's, she's, like, all smooth and stuff because oh. they're going to have a light in her. Oh, yeah, or, like, when they say, you're absolutely glowing. Yeah. And then, like, later on, they do that to Mr. Fox, and yeah. they look so uncanny. Yeah. That's, like, instead of just, like, using CGI to add glow, they just, like, literally switch out the little toys and stuff. Uh, uh, the the Roald Dahl's Fantastic Mr. Fox was the first book writer, producer, and director Wes Anderson owned. His mother... Uh, Texas Ann Burroughs bought it for him at the St. Francis Book Fair in Austin, Texas, when he was about seven years old. Anderson has kept the same copy on his bookshelf ever since. Oh. So this is like a very like personal story to him. Um, there was something in here that uh, I really enjoyed. Oh yeah, it was like uh, Wes Anderson chose to have the actors and actresses record their dialogue outside of his studio and on location to increase the naturalness. Like he said, we went out in a forest, went in an attic, and went in the stable. We went underground for some things. There was a great spontaneity in the recordings because of that. That's sick. Yeah, so like a lot of times we're like George Clooney is recording his lines. He's literally recording them in like an open field. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, There was 535 puppets. Yes. Mr. Fox had 17 different styles alone. And each of Mr. Fox's styles had to be done in six different sizes. Wow. Yeah. It, it's insane the kind of work that really goes into making movies like this. Like, uh, the entire movie is composed of 56,000 shots. That's insane. Yeah. I imagine that, like, at, like, what, 24 frames per second or whatever this was filmed at. Um, throughout the movie, the word cuss is used in place of actual cussing. When asked about its origin in a radio interview on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, Wes Anderson said, I don't even remember. I think it was just to use the concept of profanity as a replacement for profanity itself. It turned out to be a versatile in keeping with the theme. One of the buildings seen in this movie bears cuss written as spray painting graffiti. 
And uh, so the original book ends right after they steal from the farmers and animals having their banquet, the climax, including getting washed out by apple cider, saving Christopherson, finding the rat, the chase on the motorcycle, and the scene at the supermarket were entirely film original. So yeah, the book ends right after the first heist. Oh. But like the rest of it, like Wes Anderson was just like, imagine what would have happened afterwards. Damn, that's sick. I was gonna say that's like that's a lot. Yeah, because like watching it the first time, uh, I was like, yeah, like there's a lot of time before they like mm-hmm. do the heist. There's yeah. not at all. It happens fast. Yeah, a lot of the characters in this movie are characters are in the book, or like, and the ones that aren't are characters that Wes Anderson thought would make sense in this. So it's like. So they live in a tree. Who would have sold him that tree? And then he made the character of the realtor. And like stuff like that. Where he's like, it would make sense to have like these certain characters in this universe. Yeah. And like that's how he really like based a lot of his um concepts on. Gotcha. Yeah, no, definitely cool. Like right now we're seeing like miniatures being made for the movie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's so cool. Yeah, I would never be able to like work with like shit like this mm-hmm. because like I would be like trying to tie string. Oh yeah, and I'd be like fucking that up. So I can't even imagine like you know this art is like insane. Like stop motion is like bonkers. Yeah, I, I like it a lot, especially this one because this one, like a lot of stop motion, they add extras like CGI or they add something to make it more movie like. But this one literally looks like they're so tactile. Mm-hmm. You could, they look like they're toys. Yeah. And, like, I like when they're talking and you just see, like, their fur moving, like, mm-hmm. in, like, a spontaneous way. Because, like, they're being moved, you know? Yeah. Or, like, how Ash's ear twitches when he's mad. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I think real young foxes will do that. They'll have, like, a ear twitch. That's sick. I like how he has, like, that cape. <laughs> oh, yeah, his him. little cape? Yeah. It's so funny. It's, like, I just love how his whole vibe is just, like, he's an athlete and he really wants to be one. And yeah. You don't really realize why he wants to be one until it's, like, revealed that Mr. Fox was, like, the best stickball player. And he's like, really just wants to be his dad. Yeah, he really wants to just follow in his dad's footsteps, but he can't. Mm-hmm. I also like the um, the difference between Christopherson being, like, a total, like, he's all white because he's not part of that area. Oh, yeah. Because everyone's autumn colors, but he's more like a white and blue fox because he's from a different part of the woods. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll definitely have to visit this again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, maybe we'll have like a Wes Anderson um, run through of some of the movies. We don't have to watch all of them, but I definitely know which ones like will complement certain movies. Yeah, we do a Wes Anderson month. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that's really all, like, I think I've seen. I saw Black Adam. <laughs> Black yeah. Adam was okay. <laughs> yeah, no, um, God. Um, we, uh, not movie, but we watched the Barney doc. Oh, yeah, you saw, you saw the second episode? Yeah. Good? I liked it. Yeah, we gotta watch, me and I it, gotta finish it. You know, it, it, it definitely was just, like, trying to lead you on to something, like, a bit more grander. Nah, it doesn't but, pay like, off. It, it pays off to a point. It's more or less just kind of like, you know, like when you grow up, people just get so cynical and hate yeah. things that are so like, and, and, and you kind of reflect on like, like, like if you don't like it, you tear someone else down. Yeah. And like, that's like the big thing and like how that affects people and shit. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, that was pretty interesting. And I kind of, like, reflected. I'm like, I definitely have done that before. Oh, yeah. Where, like, I'll be like, no, it's fucking stupid. Like, you like that? Like, you're dumb, you know? That's lame. But, yeah. But, you know, just kind of feel bad for the kid that grew up with Barney. Yeah. You know? Like, that was Barney's mom. And then she has a real kid. And I'm like, that's fucked. Yeah. (laughs) So. I gotta finish up. We'll probably finish up tomorrow or something. Um. I don't know if you're a Blue's Clues fan, or you used to be when you were a yeah. kid. Uh, they're doing a uh, like a like a team up episode thing with the three hosts. They're all coming Isn't it a back, movie? or a movie. They're all going to New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a movie. And I was like, I want to watch that. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was like, that's not made for me in like my age right now. But I'm like, I used to be a Blue's Clues kid. Yeah, I'm watching it. I'm like, Steve's coming back. Fuck yeah. I love Steve's whole, like, New York getup. He just has, like, a trench coat and a hat on. <laughs> kind of looks a little creepy, but he looks kind of like Clark Kent a little bit. Yeah. I'm, like, all about it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. That was... That, yeah, that's basically what we've done on our little hiatus. Uh, like I said, we'll we'll be gone next week again, uh, taking another little break. But we will be back in full swing for the most jolliest season of all, uh, Christmas. And I think we're going to come back hitting hard, right? We're going to watch Die Hard. Yes. Yeah. What um, a way to kick off the season. Yeah. And uh, I, it's not a traditional Christmas movie. It's a Christmas but, movie. But I think it's a Christmas movie, too. Oh, yeah. But uh, I have... I had an argument with a professor in college. Oh, really? About why I think it's a Christmas movie. Uh-huh. And... Uh, because I had to write like an opinion paper, uh-huh. and I was like, change someone's mind. Yeah, and he and he was like, that's a good one because you're not gonna be able to convince me. Mm-hmm. That, and I, I was able to almost do it. He said I was yeah. close, but he's just like, he's like, I'm still not. He's like, uh, so I'll have to. You have to say that next time we record. Yes, I'm very interested because I I also have have had many arguments with people, and I feel like I have a very strong. Um, like opinion and like I think I have a strong argument against like why Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And yeah. like I, I know how to like counter people's arguments and I'm like I know what you're gonna say and I know how to counter that right now. <laughs> yeah, because it's not just because it's filmed during Christmas. No. It's there's there's a lot more and we'll get way into it. Yeah. Watch it one more time. It's it's been a few years since I've seen Die Hard. Um I think last year we we try to watch Christmas movies before we start recording the podcast, and um, we didn't have a chance to watch Die Hard because I think we weren't watching it like too regularly. But whenever we had a chance to all get together, we yeah. would watch like a Christmas movie here and there. Yeah, and we, I know Die Hard is one that we like missed. Yeah, we didn't miss that one, and and I think we missed. I missed out on watching Gremlins last year. Yeah, we me and I watched it on yeah. Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, I was away. Yeah, but yeah, Gremlins is like I have to watch that like every year. Um, but yeah, so yeah, next week we'll watch, not next week, uh, following week, first week of December, definitely we're gonna, uh, be back with with Die Die Hard. Hard. And until then, see you guys later. Peace out.